Thanks for tuning in to Dream City Omaha, where we're all about helping each other discover Christ, recover identity, and uncover purpose. We hope this message impacts your life, and be sure to like and subscribe for more. If you're with us this morning, you don't know who I am. Who's the weirdo getting up talking about giving blood? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm John's dad, and so if you, if you think he's weird, you know where he gets it, right? And so, uh, at anyway, he's not, he's not, he's not uh, that way. And I'm not always this way. Uh, just came from a, uh, from a two day event in Washington, DC, uh, with a guy who was the former Senator of Kansas. Uh, he was the ambassador. He was an ambassador with the Trump administration, uh, of religious, um, he was, a, he was an ambassador to basically to the church. And, uh, and, 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 and he and a friend of mine wrote a, an apology, uh, that, uh, was written about ten years ago, and uh, and uh, it was it was brought before Congress. It's an apology for uh, for the atrocities of the past and uh, and things that were done uh, by the U.S. government uh, to uh, native 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 peoples, native nations. And so uh, so we got together and uh, and and we prayed over that, and we. And we're in a place called David's tent. And David's tent is, if you've ever read the Old Testament, there was this tent that, the, the, that David, David had. It was called the Tabernacle of David. And the Ark of the Covenant was there. And David appointed uh, singers to sing. And they worshiped God. And they prayed and prophesied 24-7, 365 for years and years and years. And it was from, from that that many of the Psalms came from the Kohathites and the sons of Asaph and different ones. And uh, th so there was this prophetic anointing that was upon that tent. Well, there's a young man by the name of Jason Hershey who just felt the Lord called him to Washington, D.C. to set up a tent at, on the mall. And uh, for the last seven years or six years, they've been, they've been worshiping God 24-7, 365 in our nation's capital and calling upon God to have mercy upon our nation. How many of you know that the Bible says it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed? Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. So we were there in David's tent, and we had this amazing, incredible uh, encounter with God over the space of two days where, I mean, the, the, the glory of God was so thick, you could almost cut it. You know what I'm talking about? You ever been in that atmosphere? And, uh, and, and so at any rate, um, I just, uh, that, that's, that's what I'm coming out of. And, and I want to encourage you, if you ever get to Washington, D.C., visit David's tent because there's worship going on just right across from the Smithsonian, worship going on 27, uh, 27 hour, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So uh, I think that's a great thing. Amen? Amen. Didn't mean to say all that, but uh, uh, <laughs> I did. So here we are. Uh, we are in the midst of a message or a series entitled Re-Engage. Some say re-engage. Re How many of you understand sometimes we get disengaged and we need to re-engage? And, uh, and today is an engagement to, uh, to take a look at our disengagement so that we can be re-engaged. Amen? And so, uh, so as we look at this, we're going to be talking today about spiritual warfare. Some say spiritual warfare. Now, I know that there are some people here this morning that uh, you may not really understand everything that's going on. Uh, you may not have, have understood everything that went on in worship. Uh, you may not have understood the significance of, of what's happening in our nation's capital as I, as I, as I brought that up. Uh, but this morning, I, I just want to remind us that there's a battle that's taking place. Uh, Pastor John did so good, did such a great job reminding us uh, last week that we are engaged in this battle, right? 
I mean, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual battle. It's a, it's a devious, deadly, demonic, divisive, dastardly, and, 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 and potentially destructive battle. Now, whether or not you realize it or not, you are involved in that battle. Whether you acknowledge it or not, you are involved in that battle. It's a battle between light and darkness. It's a battle between good and evil. It's a battle between heaven and hell. It's a battle between Jesus and the devil. It's, it's, a, it's a cataclysmic battle that's taking place. And this morning, I just want to remind you that you cannot afford to be ignorant of that battle. And it's impossible to be neutral in that battle. There is no, there's no neutral zone in this, in this war. There's no demilitarized zone in this battle. There's, 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 no, there's no time in which you can, you can call time out. Right? I mean, this isn't a paintball war in which you, can, you, you look at the, the other team and you go, wait, 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 wait. I got hit in the face. Ouch. Time out. The, devil, the devil's not going to give you time out. The devil doesn't take a day off. I know sometimes we think, well, you know, Sunday, Sunday's God's day. The devil might, might recognize that. Listen, the devil works overtime on Sundays, right? He, 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 works on you, he works on you more on Sunday than he does on Friday night, right? And so, so this morning as we look at this, uh, I just want to I remind you that we're in this battle and we need to get back our fight because some of us have... I, I, I was thinking, I was thinking about, about this message, and, and as I was thinking about this message, I was reminded of a time when I, was, when I was probably 13 or 14 years old. I grew up in a place called Billings, Montana, and I lived on the north side of Billings, Montana, uh, went back and forth from the res, and, uh, and, and I had about, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe 12 or 15 guys that we just kind of hung out. And, uh, and, we, and, and we, you know, we'd go, we'd, we'd play football together, we'd, we'd play baseball all day long. I mean, uh, we, we, would, we, we would, we'd fight together later on when we grew up a little bit more, we'd, we'd do other things together, but, uh, but we, we, we had this, it wasn't a gang, but it was just guys that we hung out with. And, uh, and, and we had, we had this football field in a, in a place called North Park in, in, in Billings, Montana. And, and this football field was probably... I suppose uh, 35 yards wide, about 60 feet long. On one side uh, of the of the football field, there was uh, there was this building. Uh, it was a military building that was surrounded by a chain link fence. And so, so, so one out of bounds was a chain link fence, and on the other side, there was a there was a concrete ditch that they had built. And so you didn't want to you didn't want to be tackled out of bounds on either side. And, uh, and I remember one day, and, and, and that, was, that, was, that, was, that was about 75 pounds ago, right? And, uh, and so I'm a skinny kid, and, and back in those days, knees were still good. I was still pretty fast, and, so, uh, and I had good hands. And so, so I, could, I could normally outrun the opponent. I could get clear, and, uh, and I had good hands. So, so, and, and, I, and I had a friend by the name of Tommy Lindell. Now, Tommy Lindell had an arm that, that, that was second to I mean, he could throw the ball, spiral, long and and we always when we got on the team we know it's a done deal because we'd hook up and uh and and and, and we'd, we'd win the game and so and so i remember one time uh we you know we we got in the huddle and, and, and tommy said okay weasel 
Terry, uh, Terry Sanderson, I want you guys, I want you to go uh, and, and, and do, give me five and then do a crisscross route, and then I'm going to hit one of you, but go long. And so, uh, so we, we, we did, we, we went five, we crisscrossed, and, uh, and, and, and my guy was brushed off, and, and I was in the clear, man. And, and I, took, I mean, I was, I was four or five, and, and, and he got out of the pocket, and he launched the ball, and I saw the ball, man, and I was, I was, the ball was right here, and I was already counting the points, right? I mean, I was already spiking the ball and doing the funky chicken and, you know, put in your face and, and all that. And, and I don't know, I, there was another guy that we hung out with. His name was Chuck Helverson. Now, Chuck, Chuck was... Chuck was the toughest guy in the school. I mean, when he was 12 years old, he had hair on his chest. I mean, this guy, this guy, he was bad to the bone. And, uh, and he was on the other team that day, and he was playing defense. And I don't know where he came from. I don't know if he was hiding in the back or, or, or what happened, but I didn't see him. And I'm about ready to catch the ball, and it's in my hands, and I'm thinking the glory uh, is, is, is mine. And all of a sudden, wham! And the next thing, I woke up about 10 minutes later, and I didn't know what hit me. Now, this morning, why do you share that story? Because some of you have been there. You haven't been there like on that field, but you've been there in life. And life has blindsided you, and life has knocked you out. It's knocked you down, and you find yourself on the bottom looking up, wondering how in the world you got there. And here's the deal. When you get hit like that, you just want to take five or ten days <laughs> to, to rest, recoup, recover, before trying to get back into the game. And some of you right now, you're sitting on the bench. Some of you are disengaged. You're disengaged spiritually. You're disengaged financially or, or family-wise. You're disengaged in so many ways. And God says to you this morning, listen, there's a battle that's taking place. You cannot afford to be disengaged. There's no demilitarized zone. You cannot be neutral in this battle. And so today, as we, as we look at the scripture, Pastor John brought us here last week in Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going, to, uh, we're going to take a look at Ephesians chapter 6. For the Bible says, finally, my brothers, somebody say finally. 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 Now, 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 so what's, what's, what's Paul doing? Paul's bringing them to, to, to the end of the book, and he's already talked about all kinds of things, and he's talked about the family, he's talked about relationships, he's talked about uh, our, our, uh, our service to God, he's talking about purity and holiness, he's talked about all kinds of things, but now he comes to this point and he says, okay, now listen, I've talked about all those things, all those things are important, but listen, this is very important. Finally, look at this. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Aren't you glad God is a mighty God? Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Somebody say the wiles of the devil. Somebody say there's a devil. Come on, say it like you mean it. There's a devil. Turn to your neighbor, tell him there's a devil. And he is tricky. He's not just the devil, he's a tricky devil. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. I'm reading my scripture, and as I'm, as I'm reading my, my scripture, there, there, there are four things I see in here. Four times he says, stand. Stand against the wilds of the devil. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. And then he says, so that you might be able to withstand. So four times in these couple of verses, he says, stand, 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 withstand. He says, stand this way, having your loins girt about with truth. Having your breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then he ends it by saying, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. This morning, I want to talk to you about reengaging in the battle. And if you're going to get back your fight, if you're going to re-engage, if you've been disengaged, I have an old truck that every now and then I, I drive, and, 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 it, and it has this tendency as I'm driving down the road, if there's, if there's some, uh, some torque that's put upon it, it slips out of gear, and it disengages, and it goes into neutral because it's, 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 it's facing some resistance. And so, so, some of us, we've just, we've done that. We've, we've been driving down the road. We've been going down the road and, and we've faced resistance and, 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 and we just kind of slipped out of gear and we find ourselves in neutral. And this morning, my prayer for you is that you put your foot on the clutch and you put it back in gear so that you can get where God wants you to go. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We just pray that you would bless this time we have together. Bless this word to our souls, we pray in Jesus' name, and all of God's people said amen, amen and amen. So if we're going to re-engage, there are three things I see, and, and we're going to go pretty fast, so you need to put your, your seatbelt on this morning, uh, but there are three things that I see you need to do. Number one, you need to recognize the enemy. Some say recognize the enemy. You need to be ready. Some say be ready. Be ready. And the last thing is you need to re-engage. You need to choose to get back in the battle. So recognize the enemy. Be ready for the battle. And you need to finally re-engage. So first of all, let's take a look at uh, what the scripture says about recognizing the enemy. The Bible says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord. Because what? We fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And we are... We are told to put the whole armor of God on so that we might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Some say the devil, the devil. Now, I know in our, in our modern society, in our modern culture, uh, there are some who would say believing in a devil uh, would, would be asinine. It would be morose it would be uh, it would it, it, it would be the height of stupidity if we were to believe in the devil and so we have this caricature right of the devil he's he's, he's walking around in this red suit with horns and a pointed tail and a pitchfork waiting for somebody uh, un, unsuspecting to, to 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 be bending over so he can you know give him a good one kind of thing 
And so we, you know, we, we, we name football teams and basketball teams uh, after, you know, the devil, whether it be, you know, the demon deacons or uh, the sun devils or whatever it might be. And so, and, and so in our culture, in our society, we've kind of downplayed the devil. And, and because we have, I think, uh, you know, we, we, we have deviled eggs and deviled ham and all of that stuff. And, and, and you know, we, we just, we, we, we think, well, the devil's okay. I, he's really not. A, but, but I'm here to tell you, the devil is real. And we are in a real battle. And we used to sing that song. I love the song we sang today. It just kind of brought me back to, to you know, times past. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a song that we used to sing, and it said something like, He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. Remember that song? All you old folks? He walks with me and along life. Yeah, you know this song. You know this song. Like three of you know this song. And, you know, we used to sing that song, he lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along. And, and, and can I say, we can also sing this song, he lives, he lives, the devil lives today. He wars with me and works on me along life's narrow way. You see, the devil is real. And we need to acknowledge that this morning. Not only is he real, he's powerful. The Bible says, the Bible says, that we need to stand against the wiles of the devil. That Greek word for wiles is the word methodia, which we get the word methodical from. It's the word we get method from. Can I say to you, Satan is very methodical. If he can't get you today, he'll get you tomorrow. If he can't get you tomorrow, he'll get you a week down the road. If he can't get you a week down the road, he'll get you a month down the road. But he's laying wait. He's, 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 he's looking for his prey. He's like that lion who's watching and waiting just for an unsuspecting moment. And so he's got methods. And, and can I say, the devil will let you take, he'll let you take two steps forwards and, and bring you three steps back. He'll allow, you to, he'll allow you to think you're getting away with something so that he can, in, in the end, pull the rug out from you and, and, and bring you. He'll allow you, to, he'll allow you to watch a little bit of porn. He'll allow you to, to, to pilfer a little bit of money. He'll allow you to tell a white lie here and there uh, so that it'll take you a little bit further down the road. And, and, and he'll, he'll allow you to get away with some stuff so that later on he can pull the rug out from under you. And if, and, and if you've been getting away with some stuff, understand, the devil, the devil just might be setting you up because he has a plan to sabotage you. He has a plan to dynamite your home. I'm, watch, I'm, I'm reading, in fact, I just finished reading a book called uh, The Killers of the Flower Moon. It's not a religious, godly book. It's not, it's not a spiritual book. It's, it's a story of the Osage murders. Uh, back in the 20s, the Osage people... Uh, in Pawhuska, Oklahoma, were the richest people per capita in the world. Because under their land had been discovered gold. I mean, black gold, Texas tea. Well, the first thing you know, J.P., uh, 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 I'm sorry, not J.P. Morgan, but uh, uh, J.B. Phillips shows up along with uh, J. Paul Getty, 
and along with some others, and they begin, they begin to, 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 to tap these, these resources and literally millions and billions of dollars. And, 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 and so over the course of four or five years, there are about 200 plus Osage people that are murdered for their head rights. For, 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 for the money that that, gold, that, that, uh, that that oil is producing. And so, so, so I'm reading this. And there's a guy in the, in the book. His name is Ernest Burkhart. He's married to Molly Burkhart. And, uh, and, and Molly Burkhart, is one, she has a headship. And so, and so she literally is a multi, multi-millionaire when a million bucks was a million bucks. And, uh, and, and so was her mom. And so were her sisters. And, and, and just... This book tells a story of how her one sister dies, and then another sister dies, and then and then her her uncle dies, and then her mom dies, and she's the only one. And she's married to this guy by the name of Ernest Burkhart, who literally has 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 uh, schemed with his uncle to kill all of her family and to kill her. And this guy. Literally, I mean, he, he, he takes, and, and he's part of this, this plan to where her sister and her sister's husband and their children are asleep in bed one night, and they, and, and they, and they take dynamite, they put it under the, the, the house, and they blew the family to smithereens. And I'm reading all this stuff, and it's crazy. And there's a movie being made about it by, you know, by, by Scorsese and DiCaprio and, and De Niro. And, and it's hopefully come out uh, within the next year or so. But anyway, uh, I, I'm thinking as I'm, as I'm reading this, that's like the devil. The devil is, 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 is sneaking under some of your homes, and he's, and he's planting this, 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 this dynamite, this ex- and, 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 and he's taking the fuse, and he's lighting the fuse, and the fuse is lit, and he has these methods that he's using, and he's trying to, oh, so, 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 so uh, strongly to, to, to destroy you. And so we see a devil who's real. We see a devil who is powerful, but I thank God today, the devil might be powerful, but he's not all powerful. Come on, we can take a look at this stuff and go, man, yeah, we, 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 the, the devil is powerful. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, he's already defeated. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I said he's defeated. The Bible says be strong in who? The Lord and in what? The power of his might. Come on, people. I said be strong in who? The Lord and in what? The power of his mind. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall as lightning. Jesus said, now is the prince of this world cast out. He said, now is come uh, salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For now the accuser of the brothers is cast down, which accused them day and night before God. What, what, what's, what's Jesus saying? Gee, I, I read my Bible and I say the devil is up to bat. And as he's up to bat, Jesus says, I saw him fall. Fall as lightning. When did he fall as lightning? In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28. The Bible says he was cast out of heaven. Not only was he cast out of heaven uh, at strike one, but, but Jesus said in John 12, now is the devil, well, who? The devil, the prince of this world, cast out. John chapter 12. So we see in Isaiah, strike one. We see in John 12, strike two. 
And then in Revelation, we see that now the accuser is cast down. He's had three strikes on him. Hallelujah. He's already out. We just need to understand that he has been defeated in Jesus' name. John, John made reference to, uh, to something we used to do. Carmen used to, used, to have this, uh, used to have this song called The Champion. How many remember The Champion? And it described this battle, this, 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 this fight between, between Jesus and Satan. Forty days and forty nights. They're, they're, in, the, they're in the ring. And, and then toward the end of the song, the devil hits him. Boom. Right? And, we, and, and, and youth groups all over the United States and the world were doing skits. We were making makeshift rings and... The devil comes into the ring and Jesus comes into the ring and, you know, they're going around and around. And, and during the song, Jesus gets hit by the devil and he goes down. Well, my kids were pretty small. Jacob was like, I don't know, four years old. And we're doing that skit. Our youth are doing that skit in the church that we're pastoring at the time. And, and just about the time Jesus gets hit and the devil, and uh, Jesus gets hit and he goes down. Jamie was sitting on the front row. And she thought, man, this is way too intense for a four-year-old. And so she takes G Jacob, our second son, and she takes him out. And so as she takes him out, he's, he's wanting to stay in there, but... But from that time on, Jacob always wanted to be the villain. And when they would be playing and somebody would say, I'm Jesus, he'd say, I'm the devil. And yeah. And he just, he wanted to be the devil. And, and one day Jamie came to me and she said, I think we need to pray for Jacob. I think we need to cast the devil out, though. No, and she didn't say that. But she said, I think we need to pray because he always wants to be the villain. He always, he always wants to be the bad guy. And then one day she asked him, she said, why do you want to be the devil? And he looked at her and he said, because the devil wins. And she looked at him, she said, what are you talking about the devil wins? He said, I saw Jesus got hit by the devil and Jesus went down and the devil wins and I wiped to win. And as we look at that, I think she took about just a little bit too, too early. I wish she would have waited another three minutes. And she would have waited for the 10, 9, 8, 7. And the demons start talking. What are you doing? And then he comes to the point, one, he has won. And Jesus gets up and beats the crap out of the devil. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, how many of you know we've won? Hallelujah. And, and, and yet some of us were walking around like Jesus had been knocked out by the devil. Listen, you're walking out too soon, man. Stick around for the rest of the play because Jesus gets back up and he does the devil in and he's worked him over and we won. Hallelujah. Amen. He's defeated. Somebody shout, he's defeated. He's defeated. Now, we need to get ready for battle. How do we get ready for battle? You put on the armor. How many of you understand God hasn't left you naked before the enemy? You're not naked in this battle. Wouldn't it be terrible if God or the United States went to war against somebody and sent out all their, all their troops naked? I mean, no, that would be disastrous. We would lose before we started. 
No, what do they do? They, they equip them. They, they train them. They, they ensure that they get the victory. And, and so God also gave us five things that we need to put on. Number one, we need to put on truth. So we say walk in truth. Walk in truth. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. What's that talking about? Paul, just let, let, me, let me help you out here. Paul, the guy who wrote this, is in prison. He's in a jail cell. He's in a jail cell for preaching for Jesus. And he's in this Roman prison, and he writes this letter to these people in a place called Ephesus. And as he writes from Rome to this, to this, to this people in this city called Ephesus, he's literally being guarded by these Roman soldiers. And as he's guarded by these Roman soldiers, one day, I, I, I'm assuming, he, he just kind of looks at them and the Spirit of God opens his eyes and begins to give him revelation concerning spiritual warfare. And he looks at this Roman guard who is dressed to kill, literally. And he has this helmet on and he has his, his chest covered with this coat of mail, this breastplate. He's got this, this, this belt on, this thick belt, kind of like a, like a weightlifter's belt on. It protects his midsection. He can, he can hang his sword from it. He can hang a, a, a knife from it. And so, so he's got this belt. He's got this breastplate. He's got these, these greaves that protect his, his legs. And, and, and his shoes are like these, these hobnail shoes where it's kind of like cleats. And, and, and if he's on any slippery ground, he's not going to slip in the mud because, because he's got the, the, best, the best grip that boots can have. And he looks at him and he says, man, that's just like the Christian. The Christian has been given this armor. He's been given this helmet. He's been given this breastplate. He's been given this, this belt that protects and we can hang things on. He's been given a sword. He's been given a shield. His, his, his legs and his feet are protected. And so he, he begins to write and he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're in this war. We're in this battle. The devil is powerful. The devil's got methods, but the devil's always uh, already defeated. Now, 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 you need to understand that if, that if you're going to stand against the enemy, if you're going to make this stand, and, and that really is what it's about. It's about taking the stand and not sitting down and not turning and running, but but hanging in there and fighting the good fight, laying hold on eternal life. How do you stand and not give up when the devil blindsides you and knocks you down? Because you need to understand that standing is not passive. Standing's an active thing. Oh, I know. We, none of us like to stand. Huh? And we don't like to go down to the DMV. Why? waiting for my number to be called. And I don't want to stand. Don't want to stand in line because I get tired when I stand. And my feet hurt when I stand. And my legs and my knees are starting to hurt when I stand. And I don't want to stand because I'm just wasting time. He's not talking about standing passively. He's talking about standing actively. He's talking about 
standing like they stood at the Alamo. Right? They took a stand. They made a decision. They said, we're not tucked tucking tail and run. We're going we're gonna to face Santa Ana and we're going to make our stand. I know they call it Custer's last stand. It really wasn't Custer's last stand. It was, uh, it was sitting bull stand. Come on, everybody. Let's, 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 talk about, let's talk about that. I mean, it, it wasn't Custer who was, who was defending himself. Well, it was after a little bit, but it was the native people who, who were making their stand. And, and Custer can't, and, and, and let's just, add, well, anyway, let's, let's, not, let's not talk about it, okay? Because it ended well for our side. And so, and so, so as, as we look at this, see, see we need to make that stand. We need, to, we need to stop and we need to actively, I'm not the most technically literate person, technologically literate person. But I know what the World Wide Web is, right? Come on, somebody. And I know that there's something called the net, right? And I have my, I have my iPhone watch. It's not an iPhone watch for those of you that are. It's an Apple watch. And here's the cool thing about my Apple watch. My Apple watch has this exercise app on it. And every now and then I get a message. I don't know where it comes from. But I get this message that says, good job. You stood for 15 hours today. I don't know, first of all, how they know I'm standing for so long, but I like being told I did a good job. But then I look at that, right? And, and here's what they realize. Standing is not passive. Standing is active. Standing helps you burn calories. Standing is a good thing for you. And so, so, so as we look at this, see, we need to, we need to stand and as we stand, how do we stand? We walk in truth. See, see, a soldier in that day wore this undergarment, this tunic, and, and, and wrapped this belt around him. And, and here Paul is saying, Paul is saying, you need, to, you need to walk in truth. You need to be held together. Truth is what holds everything together. Truth is what keeps you from getting tripped up by your own garments. Truth, what, 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 what's he saying? Here's what he's saying. You need to believe the truth, know the truth, love the truth, tell the truth, live the truth, preach the truth. Don't let your life come apart because you're not walking in the truth. If you walk in the truth, they, 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 they shall know the truth and the truth shall set them free. Jesus said, I am the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. See, we need to walk in truth. What is truth? Thy word is truth. If you walk in the word, you'll walk in truth. If you walk in truth, you won't get, you won't get tripped up. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. So number one, walk in truth. Number two, live right. Some say live right. So walking in truth, be a person of integrity. Live right. Live a life of purity. Have on the breastplate of righteousness. You see, this warrior at the time had this breastplate. Sometimes it was woven. Sometimes it was a sheet of metal that was, that was fitted to them. It would cover his heart. It would cover his lungs. It would cover his intestines. It would cover his, his, his vital organs. And without the breastplate, he was, he was vulnerable to any sword. He was, he was vulnerable to any arrow that would be shot his way. And so he's to have this breastplate protecting his heart, protecting his vital organs. And, he, and, and, and so Paul looks at him and he says, that breastplate, that's like righteousness. 
that's like being right, like walking in truth and walking right and being right, living life rightly, not being deceitful. The Bible says uh, in, in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 11, it says, do not lie, do not deal falsely, do not steal. Paul in this book had earlier said, lie not one to another. Do not let him that stole steal no more. Do not let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. So, so he's, he's talking about living a right life, living a pure life. Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And what the enemy wants to do is he wants to attack you not only with lies, but he wants to attack you with impurity. He wants you to go to your computer and watch porn when nobody knows you're watching it. He wants you to stay up late and watch some movie that you, that, 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 that's polluting your mind. He wants you to he wants you to, 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 to do some crooked business deal. He wants, you to, he wants you to think that sin is no big deal. It's only a crack in my armor. It's only a chink in my armor. And, and, and the devil would like to get a chink in your armor so that he can exploit that chink and he can take you down because he set the dynamite and the fuse is already, is already there. Little poem says, who is it that knocks so loud? The answer was a lonely little sin. I said to the lonely little sin, little sin, come on in. And soon all hell was in. You give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. Number three, be at peace. Somebody say be at peace. So we see that we need to be people of integrity, people of purity, people of tranquility. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the scripture says. And so as we look at the scripture today, the Bible says that we have this gospel of peace. And, and, and as he looks at it, he's looking at this Roman soldier with his, with his, with his feet covered with these, these, these boots. And these boots have, have these hobnails on the bottom. Like I said, they're kind of like football cleats. And he's talking about peace. Now he's talking about He's talking about having the peace of God. He's talking about having peace with God. He's talking about having peace with one another. And he says, we need to walk in peace. And can I just you know, let you know, I've been doing this for over 40 years. Studying the scripture, trying to teach the scripture, preach the scripture. And I've worked with all kinds of people. And I've seen people fall away from God for many reasons. I've seen people fall away from God for lack of integrity. They just did not live that pure life. They did not live that life of integrity. And I've seen them fall for lack of integrity. I've seen them fall for lack of purity. I've, I've seen them fall for all kinds of reasons. But I think I've seen more people fall because of lack of tranquility, lack of peace than anything. Let, let, let me explain. I've seen, I've seen so many when something happens in their life. Some disaster, some, something befalls them, a death in the family, a sickness, they lose a job, their business fails. And as they go through this, they lose their peace. They can't trust God. 
And here Paul says to them, you have to have the shoes, shoes of peace. It's going to keep you standing when nothing else keeps you standing. Walk in the peace of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. The scripture says thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Why? Because he trusts in you. And so we need to have that trust. We need to have that tranquility. We need to have uh, certainty. The Bible says, above all, take in the shield of faith. Don't doubt. Somebody say, don't doubt. See, the, the, the Roman soldier had a shield that, that was, that was a, 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 a rectangular shield that literally covered their entire body. And he said, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And it was covered. The shield was, was covered with, with a skin. And when they went to battle, it was dipped in, 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 in water or in uh, a substance that was fireproof and would, would quench the fire. Because when, they, when, they, when the enemy shot the arrows, they would dip them in oil, light them on fire, and shoot them through the sky at, at, at the Roman soldiers. And they'd take the shields and they'd cover themselves with the shields. And as they cover themselves, the arrows would hit the, the, the shield and they would be, they would be extinguished. And so Paul looked at that and he said, you see that shield? That's like your faith. You need to, you need to have a certainty. You need to not doubt. You need, to, you need to trust God. You need to believe God no matter what. And then he says, guard your mind. Don't doubt, guard your mind. Take the helmet of salvation. And he looked at that helmet that protected the head. And he said, man, if the head gets wounded, nothing else is going to help. So what's this helmet of salvation? Well, I think of Mark chapter 5, where Jesus comes to the man who's been demonized. And he casts out a legion of demons. And afterwards, the people come and they look at him. And he's clothed, and he's in his right mind. I don't know about you, before I came to Jesus, or before Jesus came to me, I was not in my right mind. But when Jesus came, Jesus not only set my body free, he set my mind free. And Jesus put me, put me in my right mind. And so, 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 so that talks about the sanity of our mind. See, a person who is without the Lord sometimes can be a bit insane. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> How many of you have ever been there? So, so you look at each, but, but you look at each one of these pieces of armor. Each one of these pieces of armor basically describe, I mean, they're Jesus. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our righteousness. Jesus is all of the things. And when you put on the armor of God in the morning, what are you doing? You're putting on Jesus. How do you re-engage? How do you get back in the fight? Two things. Use your sword and lean on the spirit. Heard a story of these little boys. What time is it? Am I over? My Lord. I know I've been talking to you guys a long time. Pastor gave me three hours. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I have till 11 o'clock. We don't get started next one till 11 o'clock, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Give me, give, me, give me about five more minutes and I'll be done. Two things. We need to, we need to use our sword and we need to lean on the spirit. Uh, boys were overheard talking. And as they were talking and, and, and just, just, just having fun conversation, mama came up on the boys and she said, hey, boys, what are you doing? They said, oh, we're playing. She said, yeah, what are you playing? Well, we're playing, we're playing army. Really? 
He said, yeah, we're playing war. And she said, doesn't look like you're playing war. And they said, oh, yeah, we're playing war. We're generals. <laughs> See, sometimes we, we, we want to be generals and, uh, rather than foot soldiers. And, 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 and here, here Paul comes and he says, look, you're not generals. This isn't a play war. This is a real war. And you need to get engaged. And so two things you, you do to get engaged. Number one, you use your sword. You use your sword. Number two, you lean on the Spirit of God. He said, he said, and taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. One of my favorite poems was shared by a guy by the name of Don Brankel years ago in a camp meeting, and, 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 and he, uh, he shared it, and I, I just had to write it down, and I had, to, I had to get it in my heart because I thought it was so powerful. And, and, and he said this. He said, the word of God has surely been inspired of God and not of men, for no powerful eloquence of man could ever conceive its wondrous plan. Withstanding all the test of time, it stands unique, supreme, sublime. Proving to every tongue and race God's wisdom, mercy, love, and grace. All efforts to destroy are vain. God's holy word will yet remain. Hammer on, you hostile hands. Your hammers will break, but God's anvil will stand. How many of you understand this isn't the book of the week or the book of the month or the book of the year? This is God's holy, immutable, infallible word. Amen? Amen. Heaven and earth shall pass, but God's word shall not pass away. That's why, that's why the man of God comes to us and he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night that you may observe to do according to everything that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. David said, blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree that's planted by rivers of living water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah. If you want whatever you have to prosper, get into the word. Meditate upon the word. Read your Bible. Speak your Bible. Bible, memorize your Bible, uh, pray your Bible, get into the Word, and let the Word of God get into you. Amen? Oh, I, I, sometimes I get tired of people coming and saying, oh, pastor, pastor, pray for me. Do you have a word for me? And I want to say, yeah, I have a word for you here. Oh, I, I, I just need a word from God. Well, well, here's a word from God right here. I mean, there's all kinds of words from God right here. Oh, you have to, they, they, and they run from place to place and conference to conference and seminar to seminar looking for a word. When God's given them the word right here, you say, oh, I don't want, I want an audible word. If you want an audible word, read it out loud. Come on, somebody. Amen. We need, to, we need to get into the book and let the book get into us. So number one, we need to understand that we need to use our sword. Number two, we need to lean on the spirit. And I'm done. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. See, we want God to speak to us. But the way God speaks to us is through his word. I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't speak. I, was, I, I, I told the people in, in Washington, D.C., I, I told them 20 years ago, I was preaching a Promise Keepers conference, and Jacob and I had gone there, and so we did a little bit of, uh, we went a day early, and we did a little bit of sightseeing, my, my, my second son, 
And we're standing across from the Supreme Court. And as we're standing across from the Supreme Court, I hear the Spirit of God speak to me so clearly and so loudly in my spirit. You ever heard God speak to you and it's like, did you hear that? I, I, I didn't do that, but it was so clear in my spirit. And here's what the Spirit of God said. The Spirit of God said, you're going to make a deposit here. What does that mean, I'm going to make a deposit? I don't know. All I know is God said, I'm going to deposit something in Washington, D.C. Don't know what that means. And, 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 and I didn't even think it meant at the Promise Keeper gathering that I was there to speak at. I knew it was something more significant than that. And then when we were 20 years later standing in David's tent making a declaration and, and standing with, Dr. with, with, with uh, Sam Brownback and, and declaring that apology given to Native Nations Praying over that, it dawned on me that that might just be part of what God wants to do and the deposit that we're supposed to make there. And so, 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 so as, we, as, we, as we seek to hear the voice of God, it doesn't start there. We don't, we don't hear this outside voice and then try to line things up. No, we, we, we get into the book. And as we get into the book, we go from there. Because everything that God speaks lines up with his word. It's like the Grammys. They're starting to play the music, so I know I'm done. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me give you a... Go ahead, bro. I'm good. The commercials are starting to come. I was preaching in Oklahoma a couple months ago. As I was preaching in Oklahoma, I was, I was out walking. I was taking a stand for my health. Because I was disengaged. I needed to get re-engaged. So I decided I was going to start then and there, and I was going to get back up, and I was going to... I was going to start walking. I started walking that morning, and I walked four miles that day. The next day, I walked another four miles. I was just out walking, praying. As I'm praying, I, I walk by this guy that's sitting on a bench. You ever walk by somebody, and all of a sudden, the scripture comes to your mind? Walk by some, this guy that's sitting on a bench, and his head's down. And, and the scripture comes to my mind, Isaiah 41.10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. Yea, I will hold you in my mighty right hand. I just thought, ah, that's kind of weird. Because it was clear. And so I do another lap, and as I do another lap, he's still sitting there. And I walk by him again. That same scripture comes to my mind as I'm walking by him. And so, being the sharp guy that I am. I think maybe that might be God's word for this guy, right? So I do another lap. Say, okay, God, this is you. And speak to me again as I walk by that guy. I walk by again, same thing. I kept walking. I said, okay, God, if this is really you, 
The next time I go by, let him still be sitting there. Come on, people. You know what I'm talking about? And so he's there, and so I just walk up to him, and I say, how you doing? And he looks at me, and he says, I'm okay. I said, yeah? He said, yeah. I said, man, I don't want this to be weird or anything, right? I said, but, and, and, and it helps for me in that situation to say, but I'm a pastor. You know, because it kind of gives me a little credibility. Right? A little. And so I say, I'm a pastor. And man, every time I walk by you, I'm getting a scripture for you. Would you mind me sharing that word? And he said, no. So I shared with him that word. Start sharing with him the word. Waterworks. Guy starts bawling like a baby. And it's like, oh God, what did I do? I said, how can we pray? How can I pray for you? And, and he said, my daughter has cancer. She just, she was just diagnosed, and I'm out here just don't know what to do. And I said, what you need to do is trust in the Lord. He said, He is your God. Fear not, for he's with you. Don't be afraid. He's your God. He's going to help you. He's going to strengthen you. And he's going to hold her up in his mighty right hand. And I found out that he is a backslidden Christian. We prayed. See, that's how God speaks to us through his spirit and his word. And if we want God to use us, we just need to get re-engaged. Say, God, today, I've been in neutral. I've been coasting. I've been coasting in my family, been coasting in, in, in my spiritual walk. I've just been coasting. I haven't, haven't put in any effort into it. I haven't, I haven't taken a stand. And today, God, I just want to take a stand. If that's you, I want you to stand. We're just going to, we're going to pray. I've taken way too much time, but that's okay, because I'm the father of the house, and Pastor John will be back next week. If you didn't like this week, it'll be better next week. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lift up your hands toward heaven. Father, I thank you for each one. I, Lord, as we, as we look at your, at your word, remind us today that we are in a battle. And Father God, I pray and I thank you that you haven't left us to run naked into the battle. But today, Lord, may we clothe ourselves with Jesus. Father, I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would lead us by your Spirit. And I pray, Father God, that we would be doers of your word. Father, may we not just hear your word, but May we study your word and memorize your word and meditate upon your word and be people of your word, I pray, Father. So that, Lord, when hard times come, we can draw from your word because it's a foundation that we can stand on. Father, I thank you for today. Bless this, bless this church. Bless our pastors. And help us, Lord, to fight the good fight. If you're here today and you need prayer, 
We're going to open up the altars. We're going to ask you to come. Maybe you've been disengaged and you need to get re-engaged. You just need someone to pray with you. Maybe you're here and you haven't given your life to Christ. Come. They'll, they'll, they'll pray with you so that you can give your life to Jesus this morning. God bless you. Be dismissed. Thank you for enduring with me today. Hallelujah. God bless. At Dream City Omaha, we're all about helping each other do three things. Discover Christ, recover identity, and uncover purpose. Please check out our past sermon series or online discipleship classes. And don't forget to hit subscribe and the bell for notifications on all of our latest videos.